0: Welcome to the City Point Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Why don't you declare with me out loud, today my heart is open. My My ears are alert. alert. To To grow and change. And never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Awesome. Well, why don't you be seated this morning? I've got a great message today. And this message, this, if I say so myself, this message is called The Love Exchange. The Love Exchange. The title is awesome in itself. And uh, so what we're going to do today is we're going to look a little bit closer at what love actually is. Okay, I'm gonna answer questions for people, I'm gonna answer the questions that you haven't even asked yourself, But you've been wondering um, because the truth, we need to know what love really is because I'm hearing a lot of statements and I have my whole life, not just in recent days of, well, if God loved, you know, if God loved me or if God loved humanity, we wouldn't act like this. The church wouldn't act like this. You know, God wouldn't do those things. And I listen to these statements and they're not true. And I've come to realize we actually need to know what love is. Is Is this okay? Are we able to have a serious message in the house of God today? I've come to realize that we pursue what we desire or what we love. Let me say that again. We pursue what we desire or what we love. 1 John 4, 7 to 11 says this. It says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God these are big words right here verse 8 says he who does not love does not know God therefore you do not know love yeah I didn't say that I just said that for God is love so true love is God it's found in God and it is God Verse 9, in this the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Verse 10, in this is love, not that we loved God, this is great, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the perpetuation of or for our sins. Beloved If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's a powerful lot of words right there, isn't it? See, we often think that love is acceptance, but it isn't. And this is why God's pure love is so wonderful. Because even when we don't accept the love of God, God still loves us. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us, the scripture said. So God didn't show his love for us by accepting our sinfulness. It's pretty quiet here this morning. Normally we get rowdy and have a bit of a cheer. God didn't show his love for us by accepting our sinfulness. He showed his love by sacrificing of himself for our sins, to bind sin's power and to cover sin in his glory. That's how he showed us love. God has asked Christians to do the same, to show love to the point of self-sacrifice. This doesn't mean compromising holiness, righteousness, or biblical living. To do that is to taint the purity of love and render it unworthy of being God's. 1 John four sixteen. Feel the presence of God here today. It says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. When we read a verse like this, church, it, God isn't saying he accepts unbiblical or sinful living. Because he is love. The love all humanity really is seeking and searching for is only found in him. Why? Because he is pure, because he is righteous, he is holy. And that is what true love is. Not to our standards, true love is beyond our standards. Love is what it is. God is who he is, right? It's pure, love is holy, love is righteous, and it's unchangeable because God is love. Nowhere in the definition or within the four types of love is there acceptance. Did you know that? Nowhere in the definition, grab out your phones, check out Google, or in the four types of love is there acceptance. Eros is erotic, passionate love, comes from God. Philia, love of friends and equals. Storge, love of parents for children. Agape, love of mankind, charity love. There are four expressions of one love and it comes out of who God is. My wife loves me. (laughs) you want to hear this (laughs) my wife loves me and I have no doubt of it but she doesn't accept everything about me I know, shock she doesn't accept some of my attitudes some of my behaviours some of the things I say but undoubtedly she loves me I love my children without doubt but there's things in my children's life I do not accept. And so what do I do? I teach them. Why? I teach them the way of love, oh sorry I meant the way of the Bible, the ways of God. I teach them these things because I don't accept some of the behaviours. And what happens is when we just go love is acceptance. Even at the age of a child, a parent then has to accept their behaviours but the child has only been taught that behaviour one, from one angle. It's only been taught that thing from one angle and that they learnt in the schoolyard. And so as parents, we are the wise ones, the God-fearing people, the ones responsible that God has ordained and anointed and appointed to look after and to raise our children. We are the ones that get to speak into their life. And it's not about correction. It's about redirection. It's not, this isn't, you no know, not acceptance isn't about we hate the person. No, no, no. We love the person. We don't accept the behaviour. We don't accept the way of living. We don't accept the things they are saying. We don't accept the things that the schools are teaching. Did I say that? Sorry, I apologise. But what we are saying is that God loves in spite of all those things. Love is pure and holy. He loves the, purpose, the person but might not accept the behaviour or all that thing. See, love is pure, but that way of acting or that behaviour might not be. Thank goodness that love covers a multitude of sins. Amen? The grace of God. God loves everybody with our faults, our fears, our dishonour, with our addictions, our tendencies, with our past. However, his scripture outlines that there are things that he does not accept. Does he love us any less? No. His grace is sufficient. Thank goodness, eh? Thank goodness. And his love for us will exchange these things for his virtues as we draw closer to him. This is what pursuit is all about. Pursuit is, is if we were perfect And as an angel, we wouldn't need to pursue God anymore because God would just be so filtered through us. We pursue God because we understand that we have flaws. We pursue God because we know that there's things we don't know. There's truths that we don't yet know or or need to discover. There there is a new reality of of the spiritual reality that we don't really see. But like in the temple, when Jesus went to the cross, the curtain was broken. Did you know that you and I as human beings right now live our life with a curtain in front of us even us Christians I believe this and you can see these studies through um, uh, N.T. Wright who's one of the world's most renowned scholars today and he talks about the overlap of heaven and earth. Who would like to see more of heaven on earth? Yeah, on. Hey, who would love to see more of heaven here in Kabulcha? Who would love to see more of heaven in our house homes? Yeah. I know that I would. And, to, and I realize that there is a shortfall from that happening. But I believe this, as does N.T. Wright and many other people, that we already have so much of heaven on earth, we just can't see it. And so sometimes my prayer has exchanged from God, I need more of heaven to earth like your word says. Sometimes my my prayer has exchanged to God, would you split that curtain so I can see what's right in front of me? Would you split the curtain? Because right around us, church, in this place, the Bible says that there is a multitude of angels worshipping and celebrating with us. I don't know if you can see them. I couldn't see them this morning. I saw hundreds of amazing people here with me, but I didn't see a multitude of angels. But they're here. But there's a curtain, a spiritual curtain. And we see this when Jesus went to the cross. The first thing that happened, it went dark, and then the curtain in the temple. In other words, what what the walls that we put up as men to segre- segregate men from God, God wants to break the- down those walls, those curtains in our lives, so that there is no separation. God said this, that the Spirit of God lives and dwells in each one of us. Oh my goodness, I feel like a... That we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. This is what the word says. Think of this, because I've been thinking of this lately. God's been convicting me. Okay, so here's an honest moment from your pastor. God's been convicting me that, Graham, whenever you think those thoughts, do those sinful things, and you don't repent before you come to church, you have just carried those things into the house of the Lord. Because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So think, without repentance, we literally carry the things of the world into the house of God, into the family of God, your family. You know, this is, we, we we need to see that pursuing God is simply because we understand that there are shortfalls in our lives, and so we humbly get on our knees like tonight when we come together, and we say, God, Lord, we want heaven on earth. We want this veil to be split open, and Father, would you forgive me of all my sins? Would you forgive me, Lord God, for the things I don't know I need forgiveness for? God, your virtues are your virtues. Your truth is your truth. Your love is pure and holy and God I need to be purified I need to be holy I need to be righteous and so God I come and I seek your face I don't pray a religious prayer tonight Lord God when we come we will seek your face oh God we pray that as we come as a church tonight Lord God that we would have no words that Father we wouldn't bring in uh, things through our temple your temple who is us Lord God That, Father, we would come in this place and we would be on bended knees in our spirit. And that Father, we would seek You, God, that You would forgive us, Lord God. That Father, Your virtues would be strong in us, and that You would heal this great land, Lord God. Because Father, we know the greater are You that are in us, Lord God, than He that is in this world, Lord God. And so, Father, we don't walk in fear, but we walk in victory, Lord God. We don't walk, Lord God, wandering with eyes just and, and our minds scattered, Lord God, but we come. In into your house with clarity. What is our clarity, God? Our clarity is simple. I have nothing to offer. But through me, Lord God, you want to do amazing things. Through me, you are strong. You are my strong foundation. You are the cornerstone of my life, Lord God. In your house, Lord God, Father, I will praise you and I will glorify you because I know that only at your name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, whether it's human or whether it's spiritual. Lord God, Father, it's only in your name. Lord, I have nothing to offer this world without you. I have, Father, as a pastor of this church, I have nothing to say unless you give me words. As a child, I have nothing to bring to the table unless you bring it through me, Lord God. I humble myself and Father, would you come and heal this land? This is pursuing God. Pursuing God. The love of God doesn't change. God does not change. But what he does do is he exchanges. He won't change, but he will exchange. The more we seek God, the more his pure, holy, and righteous love will overwhelm us, will fill us, will fill our lives. And as that happens, because it's righteous, holy... It's glorious and wonderful. It's pure. The impurities in our life will start to come out. And what, the, what does that look like? He, start, he will start to change your mindsets. He will start to change what you believe. See, I've learned this. What I believe doesn't matter. What the Word of God believes matters. And so my beliefs need to be transformed into the beliefs of the Word of God. And the only way I can understand for this to happen is for me to pursue him and allow his love to change and exchange these things in me for his righteousness, holiness, and his purity. Amen. You receive that today, church? Ezekiel 34, 11 says, For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. Luke 19.10 For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Absolutely no matter who you are, no matter who you are on planet Earth, to God you matter. To God you matter. He's come to seek the lost. He didn't do away with. He doesn't say my love is for some and not for others. My love is for the church and not for people that don't go to church. Didn't say that. Didn't say my love exists only for those that give their heart to me and those not for those who don't. He doesn't say my love is only for those who live according to Scripture, not for those who don't live. He didn't say that. He said my love is for everybody. My love is pure and holy and righteous and it's for absolutely everybody, no matter who you are, you matter, to God you may never feel it you may never know it you may never be told it but know this that God is pursuing you if you've never given your heart to God today you just need to know that you're here for a reason or listening to this for a reason because God's been pursuing you he searches for you he longs for you you know, when Adam sinned, Adam and Eve in the garden, the first thing he said is, where are you guys? He was searched for them. Why? Because sin separated. God knew where they were. He knows where everyone is. But what he's saying is, I see you. Where are you, Adam and Eve? I'm searching for you. You know, a mum and her daughter went clothes shopping once and... Um, They went to the daughter's favorite shop and when they went in there, there was just so many clothes, clothes racks everywhere. I I actually love shopping if you can't tell and sometimes you go into shops and there's just clothes racks everywhere and this mum and daughter walked in and the daughter went to the girls section and and mum's just looking around and um, the daughter ended up just turning around and mum wasn't there and she couldn't find mum anywhere. She starts yelling out. She's crying, looking for mum. And then mum's just doing her thing, looking through clothes. And then she turns around and her daughter's not there. And so she quickly runs around different um, clothes racks and can't see or find her daughter anywhere. And so mum starts to panic. The daughter starts to panic. The daughter gets down and starts crying out for mum. And mum starts crying out for the daughter. Mum gets the security and they come in and they're all looking for the daughter. They just can't find each other. Ten minutes goes by and the little girl starts thinking, Mum has gone home without me. I remember being a child thinking that once. Mum's gone home without me. She's a good mum. She used to just leave me in the car in the middle of town. <laughs> <laughs> she, she loved me, but... She started thinking, mum's forgot about me. She couldn't see mum anywhere anymore. Couldn't feel mum, couldn't feel her presence, couldn't hear her voice. The little girl couldn't even see that mum was searching frantically for her. But the little girl felt lost. Then she started to feel scared and lonely. Anyone identifying? You feel like God's not there. This is often how it is with us and God. God is always searching. The mum never gave up. But circumstances change. Life happens. And we feel lonely, maybe even out of control. I feel like I need to end that story. Just so we can all sleep tonight. And the girl turned around and mum turned around and they didn't realise they were back to back the whole time. (laughs) Listen, church, I've learned this, that no matter what has happened, no matter how you feel, no matter where I find myself sometimes, God is searching for me always, and he's searching for you. He's pursuing you. God desires you. God loves you. And there is no doubt of this. How do I know? Because unlike us, God doesn't change. See, love compels God to never stop searching for us. And see, what we actually don't want is a God who changes what the definition of love is. See, we think we want that. We think we want love to change, but we actually don't. Because we need the dependency that love is always searching for us. That love is unconditional. That love will search us out. That love loves us no matter what. We need that dependency. We don't want love to change. We don't want God to change. What needs to happen is we need to understand what love truly is. Love compels God. God never says, I won't love you because of your behaviours or way of living. He loves us in spite of these things because his love never changes. It's reliable and it is what it is. It will remold us and change us if we allow it to. So in realising that God is loving me in spite of my belief system or my hurts or my fears or my opinions or my sexuality or my boldness or my shyness or my past, he unconditionally loves me and is continually searching me out. So I'm left to respond. And what happens to us when we respond to Jesus? Well, it's the very same thing that has happened to all of us that have responded to Jesus. His love takes us on a journey, a journey of becoming what it is, pure, righteous, and holy. Love has never changed, but love does exchange. The love of God offers offers to exchange hopelessness for hope, pain and suffering for freedom, shame for joy, wandering for purpose, broken self-image for self-confidence, mourning for dancing, doubt for faith, a broken life for a brand new life. It does offer to exchange and it will exchange all those things if you allow the love of God in your world. This is the love that the world wants to know about. This is the true love that the world wants. The world doesn't want the love that they think that they want because that can only go down the avenues of their experiences or what they get told. What they need is a love that doesn't change and that will remold us and reshape us to become glorious human beings. Human beings that are full of joy and happiness and peace in our lives and I only know of one love like this and the love of God. Amen. Amen. It's the love of God. So just in finishing, I just want to recap this message for us. The love of God is dependable because God is its origin. He and love never changes. God is always searching, pursuing. He always sees you and his love is always for you. Thank goodness. God is always hoping you will respond to his love. Why? Because of the love exchange. God's love is pure, it's holy, it's righteous, and he will continue to do wonders in our lives as we continue to pursue him and allow his love fill our lives. You received that this morning, church? Awesome. He's a good guy. Can we just give him a, a shout of praise this morning? Put our hands together. And thank you i 'm so grateful that every day in my life, no matter how I feel, because some days I wake up and I feel awful, generally because i 've been to the gym <laughs> and um, some days I wake up and I feel magical, I just feel amazing, I feel like i 've got everything I could possibly want in life and Through every season of life, you know, the love of God is there for me, he's there for you. And I just love that dependency. Does anyone else, thank goodness, you know, for that dependency on the love of God. And, you know, if if nothing, if everything in this world changes, which it is drastically overnight, you know, you wake up one morning and uh, you go to bed and it feels like just everything has shifted. Um, but the love of God never changes in that. And, And I love that because the love of God, what this means is that love is about human beings. And I think sometimes we can very easily forget this, that it's about people. It's about human beings. It's not about, you know, this or that or what I think or what I favour. It's about people. And the love of God being consistent, never changing and and pure and righteous and holy means that the best of it and its interest is always for people. And I love that. I love that, you know, in any moment of my life, because God's love is unconditional, that I can go to him and just pour out my heart. That sometimes I can just run to God when I can't run to my amazing wife or family or friends or parents. But I can run to God because I know that God won't filter my words. That God won't hear me crying out to Him and go straight to discipline or straight to correcting my thought process. It's unconditional. And when I go to God in these moments, God's love just fills me a peace comes upon me. The problem doesn't necessarily fix because it's just a human problem. But he fills me with a peace, a love for myself, a strength, and gives me clarity. gives me what to say and what to do in this situation. And I always find I'm a better person for it. Amen. And so you may be here today and you've been listening to this and you've never experienced Love like this. Man, maybe you've experienced, even as a believer in Christ, maybe you've experienced unpure love. Maybe you're a young person here today and the word love has been so tainted that all you do is look for sexual relationships, pornography, things that satisfy the mind even just for a minute or a second to feel good and you think that that is love let me tell you that's not love man that is not love it's a counterfeit everything about the devil is to deceive the devil actually can't create I don't know if you knew that so what he does is he gets everything wonderful that our Lord and Saviour has created and taints it, deceives us, replicates it and, and, and messes it up and then lies about it. And this happens generation after generation till we get to 2022 and we believe in some absolute rubbish. It's not found in the Word of God. It's not truth and it doesn't come out of a heart of love at all. It doesn't come out of who God is. And, and we believe in that these things are love and so maybe you're young here today. I just want I, I to say that God wants you to experience what real love actually feels like. And let me tell you, when you experience it, you'll be able to tell the counterfeit. He wants to do that today. Maybe you're an older person. You're struggling with the same things. I just want to say that it's okay, first of all. I want you to know it's truly Okay. You truly are accepted. You truly belong in this place. You truly do matter. But God wants to bring purity, holiness, and righteousness into your life. If you don't know Jesus in this place, you definitely don't know what I'm talking about unless you've had a supernatural encounter with God, and that does happen. God is love. So this is what I would love to do, is I'd love to give you the opportunity, first of all, to respond to Jesus today and go, you know what? God, I just got, I realised today, I just kind of don't know. I actually realised I don't know. I I thought I did. I had these precepts that I lived by. I had my own standards that I lived by. I had my own way of thinking. I, I dictated to myself or I allowed friends and other families to dictate my own belief systems, but I'm sort of seeing today that maybe I just don't know. And that's good because that's the pure love of God starting to wash over you. Because that's what it does, is it brings out the impurities. So if that's you today, would you just be really bold and just lift your hands? Just say, I would like to give my heart to Jesus today afresh. I'd like to accept his love into his world. And I'm prepared to go on this journey. With Jesus, with God, and allow his love transform my life. I'm just gonna ask a couple of times if that's you, would you just lift your hand in this place? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And if you're here today and you just want to go, you know what, I've really been struggling with the things of the in the world in the last couple of years. It's not just this week, it's It's been going on for a while in our schools and the things we fight for and we believe. So if that's you, would you just lift your hand right now? I just want to pray that God will just refresh you in his love. If you just want clarity as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, and you just want the love, I just see those hands. Anyone out here this morning, you just feel like you just need the love of God to redefine what it actually is in your life? I see your hand over there. I'm not going to ask you out the phone. I just want to pray with you. You can put your hands down. Is there anyone out here this morning? See your hand. I'm just going to ask a few times because I just think people want to lift their hand. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Why don't we all just stand to our feet? We've got time, we're not over time or anything. Let's just lift our hands. Father, people have just acknowledged that they need the purity of your love. I pray that you would encounter these people. Father, as a song we sing this morning, Father, we need an encounter of your love, of your presence of your presence, Lord, because in your presence there's the fullness of joy. There's an overwhelming sense of your love, your security, your perfection. God, as a church, would you wash over us? Let the love of Christ wash over us, unconditional, powerful, majestic, wondrous in all of its ways. You accept us as we are, but you exchange things in our lives to become more righteous and holy as you are, God. Our pursuit, Lord God, is to be more like Christ. Every day, Lord God, to be more like Jesus, Father God. Oh, Father, we do not forget, in this church, we do not forget that our ultimate goal is to be more like you, Jesus. We look at you, You're our example and we pursue, we pursue. Father God, I just pray over a blessing over this church this morning. And as we walk into this week, Lord God, I just pray that we have eyes to see. God, now I know what that that means. As your scripture says, eyes to see, ears to hear. Things go on and we need eyes to see. I pray for every person, every mother and father in this place with children, Lord God, that they would have clarity like never before to raise their children, to love in marriage. Father, to example Christ, Lord God. Father, I pray for every leader of this church. Can we just, if you can see a leader that you know, just reach your hands towards them. Father, for every leader of this great church, Lord God. Father, that we would have clarity to lead in these times like never before. Father, your word says the gates of hell will not prevail against the army of the Lord. And if I read my word correctly, there is an amazing, an amazing army. Father, so we draw our confidence. Father, I pray that you'd help us to lead in these days. Father, for, for school kids in this place, uni students, Lord God, I thank you that as they go into their week and their year, Lord God, that the love of Jesus Christ will be so overwhelming that they would unconditionally love others to the point of self-sacrifice, to example your love for us, Lord God, and to show the love of Jesus Christ for people. But Father, in that state, I pray that their moral compass would not waver, that their standards and the virtues of the word of God in their lives would not waver, to think we could do both at once. How amazing. We thank you, God. We give you praise and we give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we all said amen, amen.